Well, hello, and welcome back to Oh Deary, Deary Me. It's me, Caroline Deary, and today we're going to break down Olivia Rodrigo's album, Sour. First of all, this is a debut album for an 18-year-old artist, and it's a masterpiece. Like, holy crap. It is, a, in, in her own words, it's a slice out of her 17-year-old heart, and I don't know if this is where she is now, but I hope she's doing well. I hope everyone who's ever gotten their heart broken, comes out of it and um, does well. And I think this um, this recognizes a lot of different emotions that you feel during your first heartbreak. I mean, the first cut is the deepest. And that's because you don't have, you know, you'll, you'll, you get stronger after you go through something. And so for me, I got a lot better at dealing with heartbreak after my first breakup. But the first time... I was navigating that and I had little to no tools. So, you know, when you're older, you're able to, for me at least, I was able to rationalize things a lot more easily. And um, yeah, so I'm going to share with you guys some of my experiences, my thoughts on some of the lyrics, as well as um, the musical choices that we have here. We're going to really break down this album and talk about it because it's only 11 songs and like it's 34 minutes, so we can really... Um, get into the details, the nitty-gritty of every track. So first we have Brutal, and I'm obsessed with this punk rock thing Olivia Rodrigo is doing because she's kind of bringing it back. She's kind of, I don't want to say she's pioneering it, but like maybe she's pioneering the comeback. Obviously there's other indie artists that have done it, but like holy crap, she does it so well. And I mean, Brutal is like, from one of the emails from you guys, you summed it up perfectly. It feels like it's right out of a 2000s Lindsay Lohan movie. Like, exactly. It really is nostalgic. And teen angst in a song. I mean, really. It is brutal out here, girl. I'm like 20, almost 25 years old, and I'm like, I feel you, bestie. I'm like, where's my teenage dream? I get it. But, um, yeah, so brutal um, another thing that she does, which is really cool, I like when there's an interesting start to an album. So it starts with like this strings and it's it's very like beautiful. And then she goes, I want it to be kind of messy. And I just love when artists like come in with their voice, just like saying something funny during the recording. And then they put it at the beginning of the album, like Billie Eilish did in um, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? She said like, I'm going to take out my retainer. Ha ha ha. I just love that. So so she says, um, I'm so caught up in the news of who likes me and who hates you. Like, I mean, there's so much uh, talk around her love life and like her ex. And it's just interesting because you're like, okay, I don't think it's a publicity stunt. I think it's 100% real because like how the hell would she have all these feelings if it weren't real? But, you know... Sometimes you just get this idea that like people don't read what's in the news about them or like people are above it and they don't like pay attention to it or care. Um, But, you know, I really do think it probably affects people more than they realize. And she also said in an interview that Brutal was the most recent track that she wrote off the album. So I think I think she wrote it after driver's license. I don't know. I just feel like that's really interesting when you can peek into people's lives and be like, wow, like all of this talk about like her personal life, she probably sees people perceiving her. And I mean, she says, who am I if not exploited? 
I, I don't know. I just, I think it really gives you a peek into her personal life and how she's dealing with everyone picking apart her life. Have you ever heard the saying, uh, youth is wasted on the young? That's basically what she's saying here. It's like, I'm so sad and young and like angsty and like people are saying, enjoy your youth. Dude, I did not enjoy high school. And there was nothing, like, I knew in my head at that time that, like, these were, like, the golden years. I don't even, I, like, barely had a social life in college, too. I mean, it's, like, those, that wasn't my peak, you know? Like, and I knew it. I was so emotional, and I just wanted to get older and, like, more stable, and I just wanted to feel good in myself. Like, dude, I was so insecure, and, like, I wasn't eating properly, so I was like hungry and emotional all the time, and it was rough. And I can just say it gets better the older you get, I feel like. I mean, obviously there's more responsibilities, but youth really is wasted on the young. And you know what? Don't put that pressure on yourself to like have a perfect mental state when you're young because your hormones are raging. It's really hard, and... um like, I, I can just relate to feeling like, oh my gosh, like I'm supposed to be having fun because I'm young and I'm, I'm just not. Okay, the amount of times that Olivia Rodrigo says God in her music makes me so happy. Like, I love when she says that, when she's like, God, it's brutal out here. Like, God, I wish that I could do that. I'm like, I don't know why, it's just that little punch when she says it, it's so perfect. In the second verse when she says, cause I only have two real friends and lately I'm a nervous wreck. Every time I, I want it to go, um, and I only have two real friends and lately I'm annoyed with them. Like, I don't know why that's where my brain goes. Um, I think that would have been a funny lyric, but you know, maybe she likes her two real friends. <laughs> I mean, I like all my, you know, I like my real friends too, but have you ever had that feeling where you're like, I have no friends, I'm alone. It's like, well, why don't you hang out with so-and-so? It's like, ah, no, I don't want to. Um, That was probably something that I felt more as a teen, but yeah, I felt like that lyric could have been funny. You know, I saw something that was like, Olivia Rodrigo is not just for sad girls. She's for people who don't know how to drive. And yes, she just got her driver's license, but does she drive well? Probably not. And um, I feel seen. Parallel parking, especially in LA, what? Oh, what anxiety. Like, uh, when people watch you and it's like, I look like an idiot either time. I'll either, either scuff my car on the side or I'll be like, I've literally gotten a ticket for being too far away from the curb. I'm like... It's impossible. Okay. Thanks, Olivia. <laughs> I feel seen, bestie. But yeah, the song Brutal, totally a great start to the album. Loved it. Love the sound. Totally, totally get it. Very cinematic. Now we're moving on to Traitor. And I don't want to give any spoilers for the ranking. Because um, <laughs> I'm going to rank all the songs at the end of this podcast. But... I have been listening to Trader nonstop, nonstop. I feel so much when I listen to this. It is 
uh, it is a masterpiece. Um, someone wrote in and said, like, if you, even those who have never suffered in love, suffer listening to this song, it's impossible not to feel. And I was like, wow, very true. Um, you know, let's talk about the concept of this song. In relationships, there's this quote that says, all's fair in love and war. And I think that that's true, but, you know, it sucks. Like, it sucks. Oh, also, um, John Mulaney's ex-wife. I don't know if you keep up in pop culture. John Mulaney is a comedian. He was married to this beautiful woman for a long time. Uh, wrote about her in a lot of his comedy and we just kind of fell in love with them as a couple he recently got a divorce and she said she was heartbroken it was his decision and then like the next day it comes out that he's dating Olivia Munn who is beautiful and you know what like she's just beautiful but is love dead is marriage dead <laughs> You know, I just felt sad, and um, the, I don't know these people, so, you know, love and light to all. Love John Mulaney, but his ex-wife posted the album and said, want to hang sometime, bestie, because I'm guessing she's feeling this song really, really hard, and, you know, it's like emotional cheating is a thing, so maybe you never hooked up with this person and maybe you never technically cheated, but like maybe your heart wasn't in our relationship and it was already invested in someone new and that really, really sucks. And um, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. You know that girl that he says, don't worry about, you're being, you're being paranoid. Like, and then he hooks up with her like the minute you guys break up. It's like, ah, I was paranoid for a good reason like you it's the gaslighting for me it's the gaslighting and I think this song just like validated a lot of what I was feeling when I went through my first breakup because I felt like I was betrayed but he never like felt sorry because he technically like didn't do anything wrong but like sort of did like it's a very gray subject and so like back then when I was going through it I just was like so confused on how to feel and this song just like really it's like yes like I'm valid in feeling like you're a villain for a hot second you know I think when you're first going through a breakup it is a really um good <laughs> it can be good when you're trying to detach yourself from this person that you view so highly and like romanticize so heavily to kind of view them through the lens of like you're a villain kind of thing only for so long and then you have to come around to like you're just a person but I think at the start it's okay to to feel like a victim and um this song is just so beautiful and so freaking sad I'm gonna cry I'm gonna listen to it and tell you my thoughts as I go okay brown brown guilty eyes and little white lies oh so strong lyrically with the two colors within the first um lyrics and 
you know, white lies, white liars are 10 times worse than people who straight up just tell flat out like crazy psychopath lies. Like I would rather just like have you be completely um, crazy and like that way it's e- it's easier to, to um, discern whether like you're a liar or not. But when you just tell little white lie after little white lie, like in that relationship, you're able to be like, well, yeah, it was a tiny white lie. Like, am I going to throw away this three-year relationship because you told a tiny white lie? Like, no, I'm going to hold on. And then it just like, there's so much, and then it just keeps stacking up with all these little white lies. It's like, I'd rather just know that you're a piece of crap because you told a a bold face lie and move on, you know? She says, I kept quiet so I could keep you. And how often do we do that? Where we just ignore these red flags for the sake of like staying in this relationship. That's sad. And that's where self-reflection comes in. And you could say, oh, I ignored that and I stuck around. And it doesn't have to be them being the villain. I can self-reflect and say, what did I do? Okay? Okay, so also the timeline on this. Like, she says, I know if you were true, there's no damn way that you could fall in love with someone that quickly. And then I remember seeing a video of Joshua Bassett. Like, um, if you don't know, Joshua Bassett is assumed to be her ex. And I think he was singing this song about Sabrina Carpenter where he was saying, like, it only took one night to fall in love with you. And it's like, if that's the story that we're going with, I think he's trying to be like, I fell in love with you so quickly, like, blah, 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 blah. You know what, people? And I'm going to talk more about this when we get to good for you. But if someone's moving on, like, extremely fast, that's, like, kind of a problem for them. And obviously, they're running away from something within themselves. And so you're able to look at that with kind of pity and be like, oh, you're refusing to deal with this. Um, Maybe because it hurts too bad or maybe because you're afraid of yourself and you don't want to be alone. Um, but either way, ah, and, um, get well soon, you know, but obviously like it just, it sucks. It hurts. It feels like a knife in your chest when you're like, how do you not care? Okay. Can I just say, I love when she goes, yeah, you, I just love the, yeah. Um, don't mind my singing, but like the, yeah, you, oh, it just gets me every time. Um, also I think it's like funny how when you're going and you're feeling so much pain and you feel like it's all your fault, like you want this grand apology, but even when they do apologize, it's like still never enough. And yeah, I think like looking for this apology that you may never get like kills and at some point you just have to forgive them so you can release the pain and move on. Okay, so the song Driver's License is next. And, you know, what can I say about this that hasn't been said? It's an amazing song. And, um, you know, there are no skips on this album, but it's just been so overplayed. We're so used to it. I hate to say that I do skip every time, um, but it's still a beautiful song and um, iconic forever. And it definitely got me in my feels when I first listen to it when it first came out but um yeah like I mean what an amazing debut single for her and um as far as the singles go 
some people were saying they weren't representative of what the album was going to be and that they were a little deceptive. I completely disagree. I think the singles that she picked were genius. They were perfect. They got everyone hyped um, on the anticipation of this album and they were, you know, all three pretty different and I'm obsessed with the singles. So yeah, great picks. One step forward, three steps back. Um, this is this has samples of Taylor Swift's song New Year's Day. So I don't I think Taylor Swift is on the writing credits just because of the sample. I don't know that it's necessarily like I don't I don't know if Taylor actually like wrote some of these lyrics with her, but that would be really cool if she did. Um I mean, come on. This is like a very toxic relationship. This gives us a lot of insight onto the relationship that she experienced and how toxic it really was. And I think you know, when you're developing as a young person, um, to be kind of worried about like how you're um, viewed in someone else's eyes that you love and admire so much, it's like, it's a lot. And I don't know, that's why my mom, my mom always encouraged me to wait to do get into relationships but of course in fifth grade I was like uh, I'm dating someone mommy me <laughs> uh, you know I think it's a good idea to um try and um develop yourself a little bit before you um jump into something with someone else but you know the heart wants what it wants am I right Selena so one step forward three steps back just pain like dude you really just feel her pain here and feel like this is just straight up toxic. Like, I'm the love of your life till I make you mad. Um, <laughs> I've been there in the past and felt like, um, <laughs> you, you know, you get hit with like the worst, the worst words and the worst behavior from someone. And then like the next day they do something called love bombing where they like bring you on this roller coaster and they like love you so, 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 so hard. And then, you know, I like the line where she says the roller coaster is all I've ever had. Like literally the serotonin that you get after a fight and you make up, that's addictive. And you can really, really like mentally physically be addicted to an abusive relationship so um you know I think when I got out of a toxic relationship I was just kind of viewing it as like okay this is just something that I it wasn't really love it was just like this addictive um cycle like that I'm trying to break out of and like I could tell myself like I know that this is in my best interest to let it go um but yeah this song is really good um, it's also Cam's favorite um, on the from uh, from not from the singles. <laughs> so yeah, next song is Deja Vu. I've already talked about this in a previous podcast, so if you're a listener, you already know my feelings on this. Um, obviously, like when someone moves on and um, they're kind of like doing things that you used to do in your relationship, you kind of have to be like, well, at least I made sort of an impact. Um, obviously though, in your childish brain, you're like, that's mine. (laughs) Like you can't take that and do that with someone else. I did that. And I think that's definitely a feeling that, you know, a lot of people feel. Um, the music video for this was great. 
It's a very tongue-in-cheek song. I don't, I think Olivia's smart. I don't think she's a toxic ex at all. And so I think, like, she's, I think she probably knows better than this song. But I think she writes a lot of music from a very honest place. So, like, some things that, like, we feel we don't always want to admit we feel. And I think she does a really great job of just admitting it. And um, she's really smart. I love it. Next song is Good For You. Um, obviously, it it feels like Misery Business, which I really, really liked. Um, also, the music video was so good. I love Petra Collins, who did it. Um, she is a genius. She is so artistic, and those choices were so great. I wonder if the Smart Foods thing, like, I wonder what that reference was. I wonder if he, like... If her ex really enjoyed smart foods, like the popcorn, and that's why it was in the music video, I don't know. Also, it referenced Jennifer's Body a lot, which is an old movie with Megan Fox, and Kim and I watched that, of course, because we wanted to see what it was all about, and that one was very satirical and funny, good movie. Um, Also, can we talk about, like, um, the background that she has for every single song on this album, Like, they're all so smart and well done, and I love the purple theme throughout, and I love that this one is just like a trophy on fire, um, because it's like, yay, congratulations, you have moved on. Also, I'm looking at this trophy, and it says, um, like, it has a year on it, 2000, it looks like it's going to be 19, but the nine is gone, so I'm wondering if, like, that was the year that they, like, I don't know when they broke up, but maybe that has some significance there or 201 I don't know what the significance is there but I think she's really smart kind of like Taylor and everything sort of has meaning so I'm sure yeah so um also I love that she works with um kind of one producer throughout not kind of like literally one producer throughout the whole album I think it you know he has a really cool sound and all the songs are very different but you can still tell, like, it's all very cohesive, and um, I don't know. I just like to know that the relationship between the artist and the, and the producer, like, works so well that they just, like, can't stop creating music together. I think that's really special and cool. And Dan Nigro is extremely talented, and I'm a big fan. Big fan. Um, but, yeah, kind of like when you know, maybe you're older and you've seen, like, a lot of people fall in and out of relationships quickly, you're able to kind of see, like, whether it's with your friends who do that or just people that you know that do that, you're able to kind of, like, look at it from an outside perspective and be like, ooh, what's happening here? And I think, like, that makes it easier if that happens to you. I don't know if I'm making sense, but, like, if someone moves on quickly, it's kind of a red flag. Next is Enough For You, and I think there's going to be a music video for this song, is my guess. Um, it's, like, really sad, and um, <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, Olivia does a really great job of, like, conveying feelings that are so... Um, buried deep, we don't even want to confront, and I think Enough For You is honestly something that Um, I don't listen to a lot because it scares me because I don't ever want to 
change myself for relationships or like take away parts of me to try and like please um someone else or like kind of camouflage to be whatever they want me to be and um I think it's just a really sad thing and even just like thinking about how I've done that in the past like breaks my heart so I think this song is kind of hard to listen to you know it's really really well done um but it's just like not my jam because of that you know she says at the end like I'll be with someone one day and they they will think that I'm so exciting and um and then you'll be the one that's crying I kind of wish that it would have gone in more of a direction of like I think I'm so exciting and I don't know I just feel like we can kind of find our happy ending without like having to imagine that love will come to us one day in the form of someone else like you know hashtag self-love kind of cheesy kind of corny but like you know I've fallen in love with myself the older that I've gotten and been like wow I'm a really cool like interesting fun person and it makes it a lot easier to be in relationship with other people when you're able to look at yourself and be like I'm so cool I'm so exciting I'd never get sick of me. I'm still learning more and more about me. So, like, you know. Um, But, and also, like, you don't want to set it up that, like, when you're finally happy and in love, like, this person is going to feel like they want you back. Because that's not a good good thing, like, for them to be, like, finally sorry about you once you're happy. Like, or to be like you're gonna be sorry one day like you know excuse me I just burped but like they may never ever want you back they may never feel any regret and is that okay with you it should be in the end you know either way like I don't know sometimes you're just never gonna get that sorry I like the line stupid emotional obsessive little me and I'm like who told you that who told you that lie, honey? That's, you know what? <laughs> Whatever. I have a very obsessive, emotional personality, as we've all heard many times on this podcast. I'm obsessive, definitely. Like, why do you think I'm doing a podcast about an entire album that I can't stop listening to? It's because I have an obsessive personality. And whoever told you that as a negative, Olivia? Uh-uh. Uh Uh-uh, whether you told yourself that or whatever, like, you're a Pisces, girl. Of course you're emotional. Own it. It's not stupid. Oh, man. The line, I think my favorite line from this song, um, I don't want your sympathy, I just want the old me back, is the best line. And yes, that should be the message. That should be the takeaway, like, Yes, 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 you get it, you get it. I knew you did. I always knew you did. You're a smart girl. But, like, that's really all that you want when you're going through the pain. Happier is such a gorgeous song. I think she wrote this one all by herself. And, um, yes, it is so beautiful. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, what is this song 
Um, it's caught the like kind of thing and I was like what do they call those songs like Ed Sheeran Perfect, Taylor Swift Lover, Beyonce Superpower like so many songs with the same like um Elvis Presley like I can't fall help falling in love with you and I'm like oh, oh it's a waltz that's what this type of song is called so if you hear this song you're like oh I love this what is this um what is this? It's a waltz. Um, it's got that one, two, three, one, two, three kind of thing. I think it's in threes. I, I don't know. I'm not a music critic. I'm a comedian. Get over it. But um, I think it's a waltz. Um, it's a beautiful song. It makes me really feel all the things. And, um, you know, I think it's honest and it says, like, I hope you're doing well, but don't do better than me and don't feel better than our relationship. Like, I hope our love is the most special thing. And you know what? No relationship will ever be the same. So probably, I mean, he probably loves you in a very different way that he loves this girl or loved past tense you in a different way. Like, it's all different and you don't have to compare it of course we do in our brains of course it's human nature but I'm just saying you don't have to when you get older you realize that but I, <laughs> I'm just trying to rationalize all these songs okay okay something about Olivia Rodrigo's second verses always smack like she's the queen of second verses um you know she says like cutting her down now I'm picking her apart like cutting you down would make you miss my wretched heart but she's beautiful she's kind like oh that feeling of like comparing yourself to whoever's next being like oh she sucks okay actually she's probably really great and like she, she looks awesome like I'm so happy for you guys but like oh you know feel that bestie Okay, next is Jealousy, Jealousy, and first of all, I don't know what they call it, like the background moving picture video kind of thing on Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, I don't know if they do this on other things, but the one for Jealousy, Jealousy is hilarious. I think um, Olivia Rodrigo is the Gen Z queen, and she understands, like, you know, I think she understands perfectly, like, not taking yourself too seriously but also being a perfectionist and like getting everything right like she has that perfect blend so the background is like um you scrolling on like this uh drawn out phone and she's it's just like pictures of her crying in her car <laughs> I love her that's so funny oh my god I'm trying to see what it says it says oh you can't pause it I can't see what it says I think it's a sad girl or something. It's like fake Instagram. Okay, so the song Jealousy, Jealousy, I think it's good. And it's like a nice little groove after you just had the hardest time of your life going through happier. Um, let me see. Someone emailed me on this song Jealousy, Jealousy, and I thought they did a really good job of putting this into words. Okay. Like, I relate to it a lot, and I think many people will, too, because the lyrics are so true. Everyone on Instagram seems so pretty. All the girls are skinny. All the boys have perfect six-pack abs. When I look at it, I'm just feeling bad because my life doesn't include boat days, trips to New York, 
surfing sessions in the Pacific Ocean. I thought for a long time that my life sucked because my friends weren't sorority girls in college, but the truth is I realized this a long time ago. I don't, I'm not worth less um, because of these gorgeous looking girls. My life is awesome in capital letters, please. Even though I don't live in Paris, I'm not rich as hell. And my boyfriend, I don't have one, does not even deliver a bouquet, a bouquet at my door to wish me a good day. I'm pretty, even though I don't look like a blonde supermodel. And yeah, it took me a long time to realize that Instagram is not real life. And maybe the girls are skinny in real life too, but maybe in the photo they're just sucking in, or maybe the boys are perfectly tanned in real life, but this might just be Photoshop. Um, yeah, and so like the the lyric, their beauty is not my lack. I mean, I'm just like, you know, I think this is another one of those things where it's like, I don't even want to admit that I relate to this song, which obviously I do, everyone does, but um, it's, it's really well done. Like, Jealousy, Jealousy started following me, and I think that's a smart lyric. Obviously, it means like, um, I, I don't know. I just think it was a smart way to say, like, I'm jealous. <laughs> like, with the started following me, like, on Instagram, you follow people, get it? I don't know if you noticed that. Maybe it's obvious, and I'm just, like, pointing it, pointing out the obvious right now. But, um, yeah, comparison, especially on social media. I struggled with that for a long time, and I think, like, what helped was, um, just, like, falling more in love with my life and myself and, even if I wasn't living out a glamorous time and, you know, I had moments where I'm like, ew, like there's nothing in my life that's noteworthy or Instagrammable going on. I just would be like, okay, maybe this is just a season and like, and it always was just a season. And then, but yeah, I, that's why I like focusing on the beautiful things that I do have going on. And, um, I don't know. If, like, if anyone is making you feel, like, constantly jealous, maybe just, like, mute them or unfollow them. Like, you know, you don't need that. Okay, so the next one is Favorite Crime, and I'm crying. <laughs> like, this song is so beautiful, and the artwork for it, too, is, like, a Polaroid of four hands with blood on them, and it looks like some like newspaper in the background too and then it burns in fire and it's just really cool really well done um I think on TikTok you can find the girl who um was the creative um mind behind all that and she that like that's really cool to me I just like seeing how everything comes together um but dude this song is so good also before we get into it um, Cam pointed this out and I didn't think so because, you know, apparently like Homegirl and Jay Bass like broke up, um, because she like, he turned 18 or something and she was still 17 or I have no idea. Like, I think age played into it. And so Cam was like, is this because favorite crime? Like, because it's illegal to be, and I was like, Cam, we can't even go there, but who knows? I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't know if that's what she meant by favorite crime. Obviously, it's a beautiful metaphor, and I love songs that, like, just go for it with the metaphor, which this one does so 
well. Obviously, um, can we talk about in the third chorus how it builds and it's just all these harmonies and it's like, all the things I did just so I could call you. And it's just like, uh, so good. That part just gets me. But I like the line that says, four hands bloody. It says, one heart broke, four hands bloody. Such smart writing throughout this song. Gorgeous gorgeous that's all I have to say about that next song is the last song which is I hope or not I hope you're okay it's just hope you're okay and um we love an ally uh this song is beautiful and I also saw someone on TikTok talk about how this was the perfect ending to the album because um you know it's like even at I don't know like this message is for two specific people throughout the verses, but then at the end, um, you know, she says, I love you, I hope you're okay. Like, maybe it's to her ex. Like, maybe it's kind of a closure thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Just a theory. Just a theory. Either way, it's it's just so beautiful. And, like, I love the compassion. I love hearing that. I love to feel it. <laughs> it's a great song. Okay, guys, thank you for sending in emails with your thoughts. I loved reading them, and it definitely, you know, helped me prep for this. A lot of you guys said the same thing about feeling the sadness, and there was so much power. A lot of positive, no negatives, obviously. Um, And we all had the same top one, which I thought was funny. And now I'm going to give you guys my ranking. Okay. Oh, my gosh, Cam. Won't stop texting me. He just texted me to change the laundry. Okay. (laughs) I will. I'm recording a podcast. Let's start with number 11. Okay, first of all, I love all of these. Number 11, Jealousy, Jealousy. Number 10, Enough for You. Um, Number 9, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Number 8, Hope You're Okay. Number 7, Driver's License. Number 6, Deja Vu. 5, Brutal. 4, Good For You. Three, favorite crime. Two, happier. And number one, traitor. Traitor, yes. Yes, 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 yes. I am listening to this album nonstop. I'm going to drive it into the ground and um, until I can't listen to it anymore. That's the plan. Live, laugh, love. Okay. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Just a quick life update. I moved out of my apartment this week. I still have a few more things to get. It's such a process and moving has made me realize I accumulate way too many things. I collect a lot of hand-me-downs from people. I um, buy stupid things and I'm like, oh, this is going to be in my life forever. It's just not. And I'm over most of the things that I buy. And I'm like, why did I do this? Or why did I say yes to keep someone else's junk that they didn't want anymore? I'm always like, oh yeah, I'll take it. No, just say no. Anyways, that's the lesson there. Um, another thing is I hit 100k on TikTok, which is exciting, but also, um, it does feel weird. It feels weird to, like, hit a goal and then being like, okay, now what? I I don't know. It's just like, you know, at some point you just gotta feel, like, happy for yourself and, like, that's enough, you know? Obviously keep pushing always, but just, I, I give myself... A little pat on the back. I did. I did a little dance dance. Felt happy for myself. So, yay. 
Okay, I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you, I, I know you enjoyed the Olivia Rodrigo album. So we'll catch you next week. Love, oh dearie, dearie me.